Welcome to SASCast with Sarah and Amber. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Amber. How are you in San Francisco? I miss you. I wish you were here. I'm doing well, though, because this episode was pretty darn terrific. Yeah, it it was pretty darn good here in Salt Lake City down the street from uh, Shadrach Roundy's gravestone. So, yeah, to say a little bit more about that, I do want to remind you, we are going to the cemetery this weekend. Yeah, so... So you guys, we live in the, uh, in Salt Lake, in the avenues. We live really near the Salt Lake Cemetery, the oldest cemetery in, in the Salt Lake Valley. And right up the street from where we live, I sometimes walk my dog there. And on the gravestones of well-known pioneers, they put little gold insignias on there so that you'll know it's an important gravestone. And so I was walking along there just a few weeks ago, actually. And I saw one of those and I like to go take a look at who it is. And it was indeed, it was Shadrach Roundy, who is quite a very famous uh, pioneer because he was Brigham Young's bodyguard. And they made, I think Clint Eastwood played him in a movie and wow, a big deal. But yeah, so, so he, he played a part in tonight's episode. Yes. He was like, he is the great, 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 like five times grandfather. No, three times. Great, 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 great. Oh, wow. Okay. And of. Whitney and her cousin, Angie. Yep. And I think that makes them second or third cousins or something like that. Second or third cousins. But I love how Whitney made a comment about everybody being related. I think, I think Lisa said it best when she said, um, inbred polygamous something, uh, cousins. Yeah. Polygamy cousins. Indeed. What do you think about that, Sarah? (laughs) So my sister, I was adopted as was my sister and my sister uh, from Mormon pioneer, uh, heritage, um, biologically speaking. And so she's pretty sure she and her husband are cousins. Don't marry your, your second cousin as Whitney said. And I think that's exactly what my sister and Matt probably did. Do they think that? No, I don't know. Matt, Matt needs to do a DNA and then they can see how close, closely related they are, you know, on ancestry.com, which I think is actually owned by the, or at least was founded by the Mormon church. Um, the, there are subgroups on ancestry. And if you're, if there, if there's a lot of people who are, have a similar DNA, they put you in these subgroups. And one of the subgroups is Mormon uh, pioneers. What and, most, but, but wouldn't most Mormons in Salt Lake city, native Salt Lake city, Utahns, wouldn't they all be related to, to the pioneers? Like what, why is the subgroup pioneers? I understand if it has a subgroup pioneers and you live in Louisiana. But if you live in Utah and you're born and raised there, wouldn't it be fairly safe to say you're all from the pioneer families? Um, I would, that's a good question. I really wonder how many people are direct from direct uh, Mormon pioneers. When we're talking about the Mormon pioneers, that those are the um, original Mormons who, you know, went across the United States, pushing hand carts across mountain ranges. It was pretty hardcore. And they came here in, you know, days of 40, is it 47? I'm losing my mind. I think it's 46, 47, 1846, 47, days of 47. And they came from from what? Upstate New York? Well, they came from everywhere, but they had gotten kicked out of, uh, was it? Oh my gosh, I'm losing that. Was it Missouri? No, no, they got kicked out of upstate Missouri or something. And the only reason I know that is because I saw a book of Mormon. What do you mean? That I knew that they, because aren't the, the plates buried in upstate New York? 
Are they? I don't know. They that was in the Book of Mormon. Or they're bachelor Joseph Smith. Yeah, well, we don't. We don't need to go into all this, Amber. Well, I know. I'm confirming that, uh, yeah, probably. We're going to learn more this weekend on our cemetery cemetery walk. I'm very excited. Our neighbor, who is Mormon, who he, he has three children. No, four children. Four children. Four children. And he and his family are absolutely lovely. And they're getting a super famous guy that does cemetery work. He's <laughs> a historian. He's a Mormon historian. Mormon historian, and he's going to take us on the tour. I'm very excited. I I used to spend, as a child, I was very, I was very comfortable in cemeteries and I would always meet my friends in the Davis cemetery and we'd walk around and look at all the gravestones. And then we'd make our way back to like the Creek where the tadpoles and the crawdads were, but nonetheless, I, I always liked cemeteries and I want to be cremated. So uh, go figure. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, why don't we start with uh, Angie? Let's start with Angie. Cause that's interesting. Oh my gosh. Didn't the Angie look like Sarah Paulson? A little bit. I agree. Oh my gosh. I couldn't stop thinking that's a young Sarah Paulson. Well, not really young. I think they're probably well, young, age. maybe younger. No, cause she's Whitney's age and Whitney's like, she is not Whitney's age. She's our age. She's definitely our age. Well, she well, looks late forties. Okay. She looks good. So here's the deal. Why are they bringing her on? Was she an original person that was going to be on Housewives and then she didn't get pulled in as a main group person? Are they bringing her on because they think Jen's going to be gone next year? What's the scoop by bringing her on this episode? She was a major part of the episode. I thought that was really interesting. And I also think it's interesting. Well, she doesn't live in Salt Lake because Jen Shaw made it clear. She's that they in were Provo. Two, yeah, she's two blocks away from BYU. So that she's in Provo. Exactly. Well, that's where the um, headquarters of Encircle for the transgender children. That's where it was founded. It was founded in Provo. Um, and well, did she, was she the founder? No, Stephanie Larson is. Um, and that's the, that's the big group that the Imagine Dragons guy is part of. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So I, they're awesome. Anyway, uh, you know, I think it was just very interesting, but basically they were Mormons. They have a child, um, that's transgender and now they're not, they're not Mormons because obviously the Mormon church shunned them. Like, what the? Well, the, so the church, yeah, let's not even go into it. The church doesn't, is does not think that, you know, probably does not believe that somebody's actually transgender, number one. Right. They barely want to accept gay people are actually gay. They're right. like, they're now, I mean, they have moved to the point where they're like, okay, you can be gay, but you're not supposed to actually have any sexual relations, so. Is that really how they've gone? They've gone to, you can be in our church so long as you are gay, but don't act on it? Well, I don't even know that they really say that. I and mean, I think they accept that, um, you know, gay people are going to be gay people, but they're, you know, the bottom line is you're not going to get to the celestial kingdom if you're gay. So oh. good luck with that. I always think yeah. of celestial seasonings when I ever hear about the celestial kingdom. And then I think it has nice spices there. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Let's just talk about that. So, uh, you know, Lisa Barlow, so the whole Angie, Lisa Barlow, we can, let's talk about that first. Cause I, I ended on that. I ended, I ended on, on yeah. that with Lisa Barlow losing her shit, losing her mind. And I thought it was really bizarre how she like stood up, started crying, started shaking, said, I, I'm going to talk to John. And well, I, I thought it was really weird. She, well, I thought it was, I thought it was very indicative of the fact that she did gossip 
because she was like shaking, almost like shaking. Did she cancel the caterer, you mean? Yeah. So I think Whitney was right. I think that the overreaction, look, look, if she didn't cancel the caterer and had nothing to do with it, wouldn't you just be, wouldn't you just say something like, if it were me anyway, and I didn't cancel the caterer and I was sort of being accused of doing so, I'd be saying, um, I, I'm taking it you're accusing me of canceling your caterer. And that seems really strange to me. I didn't cancel your caterer. I mean, I I just wouldn't get that upset. I'd be upset you were being you were accusing me of it, but not like she did. No, I didn't seem the the emotional reaction didn't seem to measure up to how even Angie was presenting it. Um, so that's what it was just off the charts reaction, which well, also, also wouldn't it be easy enough? Let me just say this too. This is really important. Wouldn't it be easy? Oh, it's so important. <laughs> wouldn't it be easy enough to call the caterer or text the caterer and be like, hi, this is Lisa Barlow. I'm being accused of canceling you for this event. Could, you know, is, is there any truth to this? Could you let Angie know? Because, you know, especially if you're innocent, right? Because the caterer would be like, yeah, no, I, you didn't have anything to do with it. We decided that we didn't want to do an event for uh, LGBTQ people. Yes. That was the takeaway, right? Yes. 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 But remember, no, the take, no, no, no. Lisa Barlow is a Mormon. Lisa Barlow is a Mormon. I know, I know we ignore that and don't pay attention to it. But honestly, if you're a Mormon company, you shouldn't be doing uh, gambling events. Oh, so you're saying the caterers of a Mormon company. I, that's what I thought when I was got watching. it. Got yes. it. Got it. Yeah. So I, that sounds like there's some, some, cl- some clarity should, we need to ask more questions and more questions weren't asked. <laughs> Whatever. I did also think it was weird that uh, Lisa then dragged in Meredith and was like, you're my fan. And I thought Mer- really Meredith, because Lisa sure wasn't standing up for you. And was this out of order or something? Like I couldn't figure the whole thing out. It was odd. I, I yeah. And what, and then Sarah Jane was just a sidekick. I, I don't know. Yeah. What was she there for? I don't know. I don't know why she was there. And why but, did she, why did yeah. she go back to Sarah Jane? Oh, I think that's a pretty, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, I, that, I was just being funny. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. All right, Amber. <laughs> I don't think it was that funny. Okay. Anyway, who's okay. next? Um, well, let's just finish. Let's let's finish on Lisa real quick because the whole sh- the show started out with Lisa, yeah, trying to get Jen to apologize, and strangely, Jen did. That was odd. And then the show ended with Lisa losing her shit because she was being accused of canceling a caterer. And I thought, why are they? Why did this episode have so much Lisa Barlow time? It's a little bit weird to me. Well. I mean, I think it, yeah, I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with anything. I just think it was part of the storylines tonight was that. And well, I think it was weird that too, sorry to interrupt you. I did think it was weird that, um, she was so upset with, uh, Whitney being friends with Angie. I thought that was odd. I think that's so odd. I think who cares? I mean, I have friends who are friends with people I don't like period. Yeah. If you recall. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. They have to be friends still. I mean, it's not like you just be an adult, you know, and decide, okay, well, I don't like that other person they're friends with, but doesn't mean I need to like focus on it. That was weird. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm done with that ish. 
Okay. So um, how about, uh, let's see, Mary? Why is Mary always, always, always in that black and white outfit and her confessionals? This is what, the third episode? Well, she had, I don't know if you noticed, but we saw a lot of different confessional outfits tonight. She did have a different one tonight. In addition to the black and white one with the hat, she was wearing a gold confessional uh, a bunch of gold chains. And I thought to myself, wow, she looks way better in that outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I thought that that was a drastic improvement. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it was like a little bit too much though, um, with that black and white. And then they also did merit. I don't know if you noticed, but they also cut to Meredith doing a confessional in the outfit where her breasts are spread apart. Yeah. She's in that out, that outfit again. I, I find that weird. And it seems pretty unique to Salt Lake city where now we're, doing confessionals that have the same dresses in multiple episodes. You know what? I totally agree with that. And I I think that I, you and I were talking about that earlier about why and all the other uh, housewives, do they have different outfits almost every episode in every confessional, whereas Salt Lake, they barely started doing, I mean, we were in the same outfits for the first three episodes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Weird. And now finally we're getting a couple new ones, which are not cute, by the way. Yeah. Did you notice Meredith's pink poof dress that she was wearing? And yes. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I really, I've got to be honest with you. <sighs> Meredith has some really interesting style picks. <laughs> and I leave it at that. Remember when Mary was making fun of her so-called style? Couture, couture. Really, really, Mary? I, I don't know that you should be saying. Yeah, that. I don't think I don't think Mary has anything to be saying for it. Hey, what about Sharif being in this episode? I know. First time we've seen him. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. Very interesting. He, he do you didn't think, have much to do. So do you think do you think Jen Shaw knew anything that was coming down the pipeline? Like, was there whispers like people are coming after you or are are or is she and Sharif, are she and Sharif doing their thing? And then all, all of a sudden one day helicopters come in and they take her. You know, that's a really good question. If you noticed on this episode, uh, Stu Chain, her yeah. assistant, yeah. who has also been indicted yep. for this fraud, wire, wire fraud. He was in a lot of the scenes. He was in the ice fishing scene. Yep. He was in and the they tried to calm her down poo. scene, yeah. the dog poo scene. scene. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, they're clearly putting him in as much as possible because he's notorious. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. All I can say is as a, I, as a potential, I was almost a victim of fraud myself this past week. And when you are in that situation yourself, it makes it so much more real the level of, um, you know, I don't know what I'm victimization and how horrible these types of people are. If she's guilty, I'm going to say if, cause you're presumed innocent, but you know, just feeling like that you have the right to just steal people's money like that hard earned money. It's just sickening. Actually it's sickening. And I do think that the producers are trying to stick that stew chain in as much as possible with Jen. And yes, to answer your question, I kind of do think it all just came crashing down on them. God dang. I'm surprised. You know, it's interesting that he stayed with her when she was suggesting they almost were getting a divorce, you know, a year ago or whatever. Yeah. 
And now she's being accused of this really horrific crime and he's standing by her. It's, I think it's interesting. Well, we don't know if he's standing, but we don't know anything. He hasn't said a word about it. So we don't oh, yeah. know. He, ha- he hasn't filed for divorce. So that says a lot to me. I promise no. you, if you, if the evidence showed that you were committing fraud, Amber, I would file for divorce. And I think you'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good right. point. Yeah. yeah you, you would not be the person, the person, it's not the same person that you thought you were with as far as I could tell. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know. I hope, honestly, I hope he wasn't involved because I actually really like him. But what if she's, I think she's saying this is not true. And. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. She's anyway. Okay. Anyway. I, I know she's saying that. Um, I think that it's whatever. If Stu Chain really did cop a deal, then she's going down herself because she's not going to trial if her assistant is going to testify against her. I know. I know. Yeah. This is just crazy. I can't even imagine. I mean, what is your defense? Let me just say this. What is the, what, just two seconds on this. So you're accused of providing uh, contact information for potential victims to people who are defrauding you mm-hmm. or, or defrauding them. And what is her, her excuse is going to be like, so she clearly provided the information because I'm sure she can't say that she didn't do that. But is she going to say, oh, I didn't, I, I mean, I, what is your defense? I don't even know what your defense could her be. Her defense is going to be, uh, yes, I sold email contact information and I was under the impression that if they made it, they, they sold, they lied to me. I thought what they were doing is up and up, but Got apparently it. it wasn't. Okay. Well, that's a good defense. Yeah. I, go for it. Good. Yeah. That's what's going to be. Okay. Too okay. Bad. I know we left Lisa Barlow, but we have to go back with that whole discussion around Chick-fil-A and kick. kick uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm glad you thought of that. Go for and, it. and, who was it? I think it was, uh, I want to keep calling her Sarah Paulson, but it was Angie who was like, you know, I go back and forth between, you know, you know, loving fast food versus having that extreme gallbladder pain. And I'm thinking (laughs) if you have extreme gallbladder pain, the amount of crap you are putting in your body, that's fast food is so high concentrated that how much fast food are you eating? Oh my God. And then Lisa was going on. Oh my God. I'm totally into KFC. I love their coleslaw. By the way, they do have delicious coleslaw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you know, how, when's the last time you had KFC coleslaw? Probably 30 years ago. And that's not an exaggeration. Probably 30 years ago. And, and you literally remember it. Yes. Because you want to know what? Has the sugar, KF, in it, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. But they've chopped that, uh, they chopped that uh cabbage up real fine and they have good carrot to cabbage ratio. The flavor, yeah, it's just a tasty, tasty flavor. And I also think their mashed potatoes and gravy is quite tasty as well. My mother was, you know, a fan of KFC and we very rarely had it, but when we did, we savored it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mom was too. She was a fan and we had it. Um yeah. Yeah, and I savored it. I remember. Yeah. I mean, this is really, this is a really important thing that just came into my mind. I cannot believe that I just thought of it. Thank God. Uh, the first Kentucky fried chicken restaurant in the entire nation, in the entire United States, guess what? Here in Salt Lake City, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. Opened his first KFC here in Salt Lake. And was he Mormon? Oh no. He was like traveling around, I think trying to sell, you know, chicken. He was old when he got famous. 
and he was selling his chicken recipe. And I think, I don't know how he's, why the, the store started here or the restaurant started here, but it did. Oh, that's again, just such history in the show. <laughs> Important history of that. I, can I just say something about the fast food thing? So I, I bear, you know, the only fast food that I eat, literally the only fast food I eat uh, is in an outburst. No. Yep. My favorite. Yeah. Is your and I don't actually necessarily even feel that guilty when I eat it. And I probably eat it probably once, at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. You do twice a month. I've never known well, you to eat that twice a month. Want to know why? It's because I've been doing that drive from uh, San Francisco to Salt Lake and back. And there's, oh, that, there's yeah. that in and out, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's resulted in me eating more in and out burger than I normally have been able to do. Right. But if I were eating more, so that's all, that's the complete totality of my fast food intake is probably once a month, 12 times a year. And I'm not suggesting that's not, I mean, that might be a lot to a lot of people, but I will say this. If I ate any more fast food than that, I would feel like garbage. Like I, it would just make me feel internally gross. Well, I think, yeah, I think the, yeah. those oils, they're, they're just so unhealthy. Well, um, and also in and out, I think is healthier than most fast food because they don't use anything frozen they don't actually use a lot of oil on their fries, which is why people are like, oh, in and out fries aren't as good. Yeah, they are because they're not covered in grease like McDonald's. Yeah, they're they're so good. Oh, God, they're so good. Really good. Yeah. Um, okay, so who's next? Okay, we did Lisa. Too much. Wait, wait, wait. What, about, what about Lisa's comment that somebody at the grocery store said her son, the fresh wolf, had a big head and she's still, still upset about it? <laughs> I was laughing, laughing. And I thought to myself, I do think he has a big head. Oh, you did? No, I thought that to my, right when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I think he does have a big head. I, oh, I never even noticed it. Well, I listen, never noticed it. Coming head. from a giant headed person, I, just calm down. I have the giant, giant head. I remember in high school when they uh, measure your head for your cap and gown. <laughs> and I remember we all got the, they handed around the tape measure and then you would measure yourself and then they would shout out your name <laughs> and how much the tape measure was. And there were only like three of us who had the large heads, like in the entire, wherever we were, there was like, you know, 50 of us in that room. And that was an, you know what I mean? But actually a- that was probably considered cool. No, it, wasn't. I, it was not. I don't think. Anything when you're young, the more is better, right? So you probably were considered cool. No, yeah, right. I wasn't not, I don't think that it was cool or not cool. I think people were like, geez, because I'm very short. And so to have to be tiny with a giant head is like, I don't know, being a Martian, I guess, like an alien. Well, yeah, but well, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I have a little pinhead. I know you guys, when Amber uses my hats, I, can, I cannot even get the hat on the crown of my head. No, it just sits on top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a great line. It was. I just cool. loved it. Um, I Jenny was really not even in the show. All it showed her was teaching her kids how to fold towels. That was bizarre. Like, well, really- I will say this: she has some great kids. They're obviously cool. Yeah, I know. But basically, she had like three lines, and then it was like, "Oh, by the way, let's fold towels." Like, honestly, why did you need to do that? Well, Why that was a little, that little spiel where they show like five seconds of somebody doing something. They showed Mary cooking scrambled eggs. And then she said, I'm fighting with my scrambled eggs. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Then they showed Jenny folding the towels. Oh, got it, it. Got it. Got it. They showed some little time. I don't know why they do those little clips like that. Cause they're kind of boring and you think that they're going to be focusing on somebody and then they don't. It was- no, I know. That's why I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't, that 
it's not helping with the storytelling and it's it's like disjointed i don't know it's just filler i guess maybe they don't have good enough stuff um let's talk about heather even though she wasn't in it very much she did have one of my favorite lines it was when they were still it was the beginning of the show and they were still ice fishing and she said i'm gonna stay i'm not gonna go over to that side because i to the thin side of the ice because i lied about my weight yeah, I laughed. I laughed at that too. That was very funny. She's funny. She's she just, is very funny. Yeah, she's, she's way funny. staying out of the fray. There yeah. hasn't, frankly, there really hasn't been much story other than the first episode when her kids were saying the one kid was saying she should go back to the Mormon church. There hasn't been a other story. Do you think Heather yeah. should have any story? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know and don't really care because I really just enjoy, I like her. I like having somebody sort of be the calm. I'm trying to, how, who, who you would compare her with on, you know, one of the other housewives show, um, housewife shows. I, she's sort of the calm voice of reason. I don't know. Kathy she Hilton. Yeah. She's the Kathy Hilton. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure Kathy Hilton's the calm voice of reason, but she's certainly calm. But yeah. she is such a character. Love her. I love yeah. her. So she's much. very funny. Um, okay. So it was Heather. And yeah, she she was just watching it, you know, like a ping pong match, just going back and forth with the Meredith and Jen Shaw. When and then, like you said, Jen ultimately apologized. Yeah. Um, that whole that, thing was done. Complimented Heather's boobs. That was odd too. I actually appreciated it. I thought no, that Seth was, was like, you know, I've never noticed your breasts before. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you just can't say it. You just can't. I don't know. She was, she had them out there. She had some, the jewelry really drew attention in a good way. And you know what? I think he was complimenting her. I don't, I think it was okay. Yeah. He didn't seem creepy about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't find him creepy. And maybe that's part of it is, and, and maybe they're good enough friends to say, you know what? I know you've spent a lot of money on your breasts and they're important to you. And they just look really nice. Do you think those, I don't think those are fake. You think they're fake. Oh, I, I was just, I was making that up. I have no idea, okay. but I was trying, I was trying to play back how he might've approached it in a way that I didn't see it because I think any time a man that's not your significant other comp, comp comments on your body part as a woman is offensive. Well, okay. Can I ask you a question though? If you're showing it off, I don't show my breasts off because I don't prefer to wear clothing like that. But if you're wearing a low cut dress showing your cleavage, don't you think that you're, if somebody's, somebody wants to compliment you on that, that that's okay. Cause you're actually trying to say, Hey, look at my boobs. This is really interesting. I don't know. That's my opinion. I'm just thinking like when, when, you know, when women, you know, wear something seductive or, or quotes seductive. I don't even know why I said that. Right. That's not right. They wear something that shows more of their body. And then they were like, they were asking for it. Well, okay. Yeah. But I'm just talking about a true compliment. I'm not talking about somebody being gross. Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. I agree with you. (laughs) So we haven't talked about Whitney. 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 
when he goes marching her butt right on into the 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 fight that they're having and then and then uh what is her, what's her like Whitney go away and Whitney's like no or whatever I'm just like what how old are they like honestly well Lisa Barlow really hates Whitney and I'm, well, why I'm, does she get so worked up I, I think it's I think it's really weird because I know it started at the, apparently it started at the reunion, started at the reunion when uh, Whitney basically accused Lisa Barlow of thinking she's better than her, which I do think Wh- uh, Lisa Barlow thinks that she's better than Whitney. And um, I, I guess Lisa Barlow, well, you know, she was kind of attacked at the reunion. If you guys all remember, um, everybody went after Lisa Barlow at the reunion. And I think that maybe that was giving her post-traumatic stress syndrome with Whitney coming at her again. I- Agree with you. Yeah. I actually think she got a lot of hate messaging on the um, internet. Yeah. And so I think you're right. I bet you it is a version of some type of post-traumatic something. And it literally gets her that worked up. Yep. Because she yeah. genu- she genuinely doesn't like her. So there's that. Yeah. And any way that it's going to come across is that some somehow she's diminishing Whitney or Whitney has the upper hand in any way, shape or form. It worries her. Which, yeah. It, it was interesting. If you watch the previews for next week where Whitney, was she talking to Mary? I don't know who she was talking to. And she was saying, you know, basically that she wanted to be liked by Lisa Barlow. And I'm like, really? Why? It's just so weird. Lisa Barlow is an odd duck in the show. And I know we we're supposed to be talking about Whitney. Mm-hmm. So I'll say on Whitney. But I just think it would be weird that anybody cares what Lisa Barlow thinks. Oh, I 100% agree with you, Sarah. I, she, well, you, as you know, she's my least favorite. Um, I just find her to be really, and I would tell her this if she came onto our show. So if you'd like to come on, Lisa Barlow, feel free. But I would say, that, I would say to you, this is how I would say, it. Lisa, you don't come across as trustworthy, um, authentic, um, or really very interested in anybody but yourself. Yeah. And and so I don't know what else to say to you. And, you know, Whitney does come across as those things. I think Whitney comes across as actually a genuinely nice person. Yes. I feel like that she doesn't have an opinion on who's better than who. I don't think she. No, I don't get that at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of ditzy in a good way. I kind of like that sort of ditz factor that she's Mm -hmm. got going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I like Whitney a lot and I think she is a genuinely nice person. Justin seems really nice too. Yeah. Her husband. And you know what, going back to the whole, how we started out talking about the cousins. I mean, for Lisa to be like, Oh, who cares if they're cousins? I mean, I I don't know. I kind of think if you found out you had the same great, great, great grandpa, um, you know, we're not talking about Mary marrying her grandpa, but uh, <laughs> say great. I mean, I think that that does bring you connection. Of course it does. Right? That's absolutely ridiculous. It was the dumbest thing she said. It was like, oh, really, then, you're just going to completely dis, you know, dismiss that somebody's related to somebody. Well, and it was weird too that it, Angie saying that that Lisa said, "Don't refer to her as your cousin." I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's weird. I think she liked that either because Heather and Whitney are always like, we're cousins. Yeah, yeah they're probably the same level of cousins too. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what's wrong with that? That's, that's bizarre. Like yeah. what? Fully Lisa, agree. You're a weirdo. She's a total weirdo. She's a complete weirdo. Yeah. And I do like, I do really like Whitney. And then, yeah. you know what? Save the best for last. I mean, actually, she's probably not the best, but Jen Shaw, we haven't even talked about her. Well, 
what's there to talk about? She finally decided for whatever reason, again, talk about inauthentic and not trustworthy, uh, is Jen Shaw. Like I, she's like, I'm really sorry that I did that. I don't know if I believe her. I think she's a mess. Well, I will say this. I really thought it was funny at the end of the show when she was basically saying, here's all the stuff that I pull, you know, and suddenly I'm not involved in the, in the drama. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That was hilarious. I actually think Jen has a really, um, I think she's actually quite intelligent and she has a real way of describing things that I think are interesting. And I, it always makes me wonder, cause I remember last season, I wondered if she was just hamming it up for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, the screaming, the throwing things, the all this and that, because it kind of seemed like that in this episode when then suddenly she turns around and goes to Heather and says the exact appropriate thing that we said that she should be saying. Well, yeah, that was that was like, oh, finally she gets it. But again, remember, they probably taped it all, but they just cut it up. Yeah. So she probably said that right at the time she should have said it, but they cut it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. From an yeah. editing standpoint. From my perspective, the best part of the whole show with Jen was when she referred to the word of wisdom. I know. I was wondering about that because I was, I was, okay. So I, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, is she talking about like the 10 commandments? And then, and then there's literally the words of wisdom. So what, what the hell, what's that about? Okay. So the word of wisdom uh, was a revelation by the founder of the LDS church, Joseph Smith. I know people like to talk about Brigham Young, but it was actually Joseph Smith who came out with the word of wisdom. And I don't know all all of the, basically it was, Hey, here's things that are healthy for you that God wants you to, um, you know, eat or intake, let's say drink or whatever. And here's things that God doesn't want you to do um, because it's bad for your body. And, you know, uh, you know, you're supposed to be keeping your body healthy or whatever. And basically the big takeaways were, and they still stand by those today are no alcohol, no tobacco, no caffeine. Um, Those are the big rules from the word of wisdom that still stand today. And what Mormons are known for, for not drinking, smoking or drinking caffeine. Oh, and there was, there, was there anything else? There's those, the things, the biggies. I think those were the big ones. I I don't think that there's anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny that Jen referred to it. And yeah, that was funny to me too. Right. And, you know, my sister and brother-in-law, they um, own, oh, they'll do a little, duh. They own SIPs here in the, uh, in Utah. They, they, we have a SIPs, not, I don't, but they have a SIPs in uh, Clearfield and then they have a SIPs in Bountiful and they serve coffee and other drinks. And of course they took a lot of shit for serving coffee for a long period of time because it violated the word of wisdom. <laughs> all right yeah that's the funny part but aren't they allowed to drink pepsi because don't they own it or coke or something like yeah that. i think it's pepsi i think it's pepsi products you know what cracks me up about you know the mormons is that you know they drive they go to these places and they drink these soda drinks where they put extra syrup and extra all this stuff in it sugar just sugar they've exchanged sugar for the other things and sugar is wor- probably worse, worse it's right? Worse. It's at least, I mean, it's worse than caffeine, certainly. Absolutely. It's as, it's as bad as alcohol. Right. But, you know, maybe it's not as bad as tobacco. I don't know if it is or not. Probably is as bad as tobacco. People are dying of diabetes left and right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's crazy. 
So you would think that maybe somebody should have a revelation. If I were the prophet, I think I'd have a revelation right about now and say, you know what? I'm going to add that uh, sugar onto that list of word of wisdom. <laughs> I don't blame you, Prophet yeah. Sarah. Yeah, that could probably be a good oh, idea. Man. I will say this, though. If Mormons lost their sugar, it would be a real disaster for them because what would they have to really look forward to? Sarah, what was the drink that in lieu of coffee was made like from cereal or something? Oh, yeah. What was and that called? Uh, and didn't the Mormons drink that too? Yeah, they drank it in lieu of coffee. What was that? It was called, it, and it tasted disgusting. It's oh, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, didn't we accidentally buy it one time? Did we? Yeah, we accidentally bought, I don't know what we thought it was, but we bought it and we heated it up and we literally gagged, not knowing. And then we realized it was the, I, I don't know why I keep thinking it's like cereal grounds, but it's like, it's, it's some kind post of. Postum. Postum. Yeah. Postum. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It Yes. And it was made out of, um, or is that what they drink? That's the, the post, the post cereal co- company invented postum, but that's not the Mormon one though, is it? Isn't so postum. So yeah, no, postum is a power. It's a powered, a powdered roasted grain beverage. And it was founded by the post cereal company founder, CW post. That's so interesting. Is that what the Mormons usually ate? Well, yeah, right. that's what it says. it says right here. Uh, I'm reading an article, the unlikely return of postum Mormonism's favorite coffee substitute. Oh my goodness. But was he Mormon? Who? Uh, CW post. No, I don't think so. But maybe the Mormons thought, oh, well, this doesn't have caffeine in it. So we'll start drinking this. Yeah. And it was made, it's made from roasted wheat bran and molasses. Trust me, it's gross. So don't, you know, I, I wouldn't try it unless sir, you're dead. Sir, why is it popular with the Church of Jesus Christ of, of oh, I thought for seven, no, excuse me, seven day Adventists also drink it. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't they know have that. some kind of dietary restriction as well, but I'm not sure what. So they probably don't drink caffeine either. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure. You know, the anyway. only thing I know about Seventh-day Adventists are the dingo ate my baby. The dingo ate my baby. The yeah, dingo I, ate my baby. They were, were Seventh-day Adventists, the, the real life people whose dingo, the dingo ate their baby. <laughs> I was not expecting that. And you know what? Yeah. For a long time, nobody knew. Did the dingo eat the baby? And indeed, the dingo did. Yes, indeed, the dingo did. Meryl yeah. Street played her, played the woman. I highly recommend you not watch that movie. Oh my god! I, I just, I just told you the most important part. You don't need to see the movie now. Yes, yes, we know. We don't have to. <laughs> and I think we should end this conversation because I think we hit everybody. We hit all of the people. Yep. And it was a great episode. I got a lot of texts actually from people saying it was, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. Um, one last comment that I did like and. I liked when Whitney said she has a PhD in Lisa Barlow. <laughs> I that was pretty. Funny. I thought that was really, really. Funny. She, she got some good quips. She and Heather have some really good quips. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. So um, did we get it? We get any previews for next week? Um, yeah, we did. Got a, we did get a preview. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't. You missed it. You need to turn it back on. So you yeah, but tell me. Um. I'm trying to, I don't think that they showed anything like super interesting for next week. Yeah. Okay. So, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Okay. 
Okay. Well, the problem, well, of course, is that I think all the good stuff is going to happen right at the end. I know it's going to be the last two episodes, and then it's going to be to can be continued. Trust me. I will say this: I really enjoy it when they bring in the Mormon history stuff into the episode. It really makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, I think it makes. I think that's why some people like to listen to our podcast because you give a little insight into the Mormon culture. Yeah. If anybody wants to come visit us here in in Salt Lake, Salt Lake Shitty, as I like to call it, um, it's not shitty. It's quite nice. Uh, I'll take you up to uh, Shadrach Roundy's gravesite. It's just up the street. Yeah. So all you have to do is reach out, text us, uh, go to our website. Um, anything you need to do to let us know, we will give you a walking tour of the Salt Lake City Cemetery. Um, yeah. As a as a, a free gift. <laughs> Alrighty. All righty. We'll talk later. And thanks for listening to SASCast with Sarah and Amber.